When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Happy Hump Day! It's the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Happy Hump Day, Trainer. Uh, get your hump on, girl. Okay. Thank you. Right. Actually, I was thinking about, a little bit about this. This for Holly. Oh, yeah. Holly's favorite song. She wants to listen to it every day. Okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. Living on sponge cake. I mean, who is it? I wish. I mean, that's like a COVID. That's like the COVID uh, theme song. Living on sponge cake. Living on sponge cake. That's not why we came here today. Nope. Uh, to talk about sponge cake. No. Nope. Nay. We have, uh, we've gathered today to talk about Oprah, Harry, Megan. Oprah, Harry, Megan. <laughs> We okay. So here's the thing. Um, this is what we're going to talk about: Harry, Oprah, Megan. Not necessarily in that order. We learned that Oprah was going to be doing an interview with these two. We didn't really talk much in detail about this, but I think we should. But before we do, we have to. Because here's the thing: I don't want to talk about what Oprah's actually going to talk to Harry and Megan about. I'll tell you what is on offer Mm -hmm. but i want for us to consider what are the questions we actually have for harry and megan like if we were oprah or if we were if we could have oprah ask any question of these two like what is the conversation we really want to have with them because i feel like the more fascinating conversation is the one that's not going to happen that said, I do just want to um, make you aware that the world is still as um, sad and um, gross as it normally is because... Wow, thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, there was this piece over at the Daily Beast that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry will be stripped of all remaining royal protocols as the palace braces for shocking Oprah interview. Boo, boo. Right? Like, the, the tabloid narrative is such that... Her- I think you're stuck holly are you stuck i mean no. oh no you're there okay um <laughs> harry you just looked very i'm i'm silent wrapped. i'm wrapped so um, tabloids of course want you to believe that because harry and megan agreed to talk to oprah the queen is like i shan't be having this right and is well, stripping by the way, them of their titles i just oh that's just british wanna, for titles i just want to also say while we're having this conversation um the queen's husband was just whisked away 
to the hospital, I think she has other things that she's more concerned about, is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, this all happened before that happened, but yeah, your point is well taken. Here's the thing. The tabloids always want you to believe that there's chaos and friction between... Meghan, Harry, and the royal family, because, right. of course, they want you to buy on this this story that Meghan Markle is a potster who tore Harry away from his family, and mm-hmm. it's she's just a crazy American uh, lady, and there's a lot of other bad things that go along with that, but you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> Racism. Okay, so... Oh, yes. Um, but the tabloids have wasted no time upon learning that Harry and Meghan would be talking to Oprah in shaping this to fit their own narrative and they're saying and i quote from the daily mail insiders at the buckingham palace believe that the interview due to be screened on cbs march 7th was organized by megan and harry because the couple could see the direction of travel in regards to their future royal roles and what they're saying there is that the queen was going to relinquish any remaining links they had to the monarchy through their organizational Falderall, mm-hmm. like you know, they have all these patronages and things, royally duties, royal duties, <laughs> and um, the queen is going to strip them of their duties. So that may or may not be I'm true. 12. I don't know because like, this conversation. What I said, I'm twelve. I can't handle this. Oh, because I said royal duties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's just that's the drama. That's the fake news. That's right. the just like tabloid like, sideshow. Yeah. But I want to get back to the actual story and what we actually know about this actual interview between the actual Oprah and the actual Harry and Meghan, mm-hmm. which air, uh, will air, according to CBS, uh, as they told us on Monday, March 7th, which is not too far away. Uh, that's what? Just that's less a than weeks. a month. Yeah. yeah. A few weeks, right? It's going to be a 90-minute special. Um and as I said previously, we haven't discussed it in depth, but we do know that they are going to discuss a variety of topics, including but not limited to all of your favorites, motherhood, mm. marriage, mm-hmm. what it was like to join the royal family, mm-hmm. and another, or uh, a bunch of other wide-ranging and intimate topics. Can I just tell you what I think the conversation went like behind the scenes between Oprah and Meghan and Harry because they're friends and what's actually going to happen? Like, I'm sure Oprah said something like, yes, I'll interview you, but you you need to know I'm going to give I'm going to have to, you know. I'm going to have to ask some hard questions. Uh, I'm going to have to really, you know, dig deep and, and put you on the spot in some places. And um, and I'm sure Megan and Harry were like, oh, yeah, of course, that's what we want. But here's the real truth. Oprah's going to go so easy on them. Well, yeah. And, and to be fair, most people, like, what are you going to go hard on her for? Right. Well, no, that's a good point. Like, I mean... <sighs> There's okay, so there's two things, but yes, I want to hear the questions that you want to actually ask. But I just wanted to to paint how this is actually going to go down. To your point, it's going to be very much, I'm sure, agreed upon before they ever, if if they haven't already recorded this. However, you know they're they're planning before they even start. They're going to have sat down and said these are the topics that we're talking about. Right. And yes, I'm sure she's going to ask her some not tough questions, but she will ask her questions um, that are probing and you know 
quote, intimate, meaning that will get inside of uh, her mind. That is the piece that I actually wanted to to share, is that I don't think people necessarily realize that it sounds like the majority of this interview, or at least a good chunk of it, is going to be between Oprah and Meghan. Hmm. And that Harry will join the interview later. It says, actually, that the, the interview is going to focus primarily on the Duchess of Sussex, who will discuss everything from stepping into life as royal... Uh, as a royal, marriage, motherhood, philanthropic work, and how she's handling life under intense public pressure. Mm. Um, Harry will then join his wife in front of the camera, and the two will open up about their decision to move to the U.S. So that said, I don't think we're probably going to learn that much. I think it'll be fascinating just from like a... um, from a 30,000 feet perspective. Like, how often do you get to see... Harry and Meghan having a long conversation with the public, right? Well, and not only that, but like in their environment, right? Like, I think there's always, there's been a lot of curiosity and you can kind of tell by the way the tabloids have covered the, the their move first into Canada and mm-hmm. then into the United States. Uh, like, and, and, you know, the fact that they were living in Tyler Perry's estate, etc. People have people are curious about what their day-to-day life literally looks like. Yeah. So just that voyeuristic uh, scene of Oprah walking through the grounds of their palatial estate Mm -hmm. um, is going to be enough to get eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, the whole world will be watching. But back to my initial question. What are the actual questions? What are the Mm. actual things that we want to, like, if we could know anything? If we could get real mm-hmm. with these two, like what's the conversation we're actually having with them? Oh my gosh, I have like ten different things right. that I'm curious about. Throw something at me. Well, my the first thing I true like what I and this is not going to happen, but what I would love to have a better understanding of is like let us be a fly on the wall of how this whole we're leaving the royal family situation mm-hmm. went down. Yeah. Like who started the conversation? Uh what was your plan? Like what I, you know, I just have I just want to know all about it, the nuts and bolts well, of how you make a choice like that together as a and couple. And let me be clear, that's probably going to be a question Oprah asks. The difference is you're I don't you're going to get I want the, the real answer. You're going to get the TV answer. Yeah. Which again, what they are engaged in is a um, a public exercise because they have a public facing life. Right. So these we are going to get the public facing answers. We are not going to get the real answers. Just like we don't get real answers about most celebrity stories. Mm-hmm. But to your point, I you know I want to know like, do you have any regrets about the way this went down? Yeah. Do you think, like, what is the thing that we m- most misunderstand about how this happened? Because really, you know, we're all dealing with tea leaves. Like, everybody thinks they know how this all went down, but it's just because they're applying their own sort of, um, like, take. Yeah, and it's like what we do with all celebrity stories, right? right. You, like, you bring your own baggage to the story, and so everybody's got, sort of got their take on what went down with these two. But, I, it would just be nice to know the truth. Yeah. 
like how like who was the one that was like we got like was there one of them or at a moment they were like i don't know if we should do this right like at one at at any point did you have second did you and and you know what was the point of no return i mean i just have like a thousand questions about that i also have a thousand questions about her family oh for sure and how that has all played out in the public eye yeah like what is your biggest regret with you know, again, right. these are questions very likely I think Oprah would ask. How much of her answer is not crafted towards, um, you know, her public facing image? I don't know. Meaning, See, I think she'll probably share with us. I'm not saying these two are going to lie to us. No. I'm just saying that it's going to be filtered and, and choreographed in such a way as to, you know. Um, They're very good at presenting a public face. Yeah. That is highly thoughtful. Yeah. There's yeah. going to be a varnish on it. Yeah. There's yeah. going to be a nice varnish on it. And and what will happen is, you know, Oprah will toss some, I'm not even going to say hard balls, some harder balls. And um, and Megan and Harry will have already thought through how they will answer that, yeah. right? Because that's what happens. By the way, interviews, they are all choreographed yeah. to some point. Well, you know? and... And like we do on all of our celebrity stories, I hope that people, when they're watching, will ask the question, why are we doing this? Yeah. Why are we asking these questions? What is what is the, you know, what's the end game here? People don't just do sit down intimate interviews with Oprah because they think you're interested in their lives. Right. Like there is no, there has to be a... There's a message that they want to send. Yeah, and so you have to think critically about the message they're trying to send. And Oprah is not acting like as a journalist in this moment, meaning she's not trying to get to the nut of a story. She's she's at the service and pleasure of Meghan and Harry. Well, if we know anything about these two, it's that they are very good at controlling the narrative in such a way that, um, you know... You have to be if you're trying to be successful in the public eye. Yeah. Like you can't just like, hey, uh, I, I think we should just like go over here and let people ask some random questions. Like they're not coming on our show, right? No, let's put really? it that. Way. No. Aww. Also, if they were coming on our show, let's be honest about our own role. We wouldn't throw the hard balls either. No, I'd be like, um, what <laughs> does the gosh, queen really wear to bed? Yeah, exactly. And does she? <clears throat> Like, just get up in the middle of the night and go to the kitchen and, you know, eat stuff, as I would. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to interview Elizabeth Reese. Just kidding. She's just going to bring us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a Dirt Alert after this on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Elizabeth Reese is here, and she's brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hi, you guys. Can I interrupt you you guys for just a moment? Yes. So because we're having technical difficulties in the break, um, I need batteries (laughs) for my keyboard. double A batteries? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll I'll be back. Thank I know where you. they are. They're in that closet where the good pens are. Okay. Ooh. Well, it's, I, a, it's a little... I go in there sometimes if I need a pen. Thank you for <laughs> that hot tip, Elizabeth. <laughs> thank you for uh, indulging me. I know where all the good stuff is hidden at I that love station. It. I open all the drawers and I find out what's going on. I love that about you. Uh, thank you very much. Okay, let's start with um, news about Rush Limbaugh, who passed away. This is a big, making big headlines today. He was, of course, one of the most listened to radio personalities for more than 30 years, and he died of lung cancer. Uh, conservative host and political commentator, he died uh, just today. Mm-hmm. So he first announced that he was battling advanced lung cancer about a year ago, but it took a turn for the worse yesterday. And then his wife announced the news of his passing on his radio show this morning. I'm, I'm curious what's going to happen to his radio yeah, show. Clearly yeah. there had... Had to have been uh, some sort of plan in the works. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, his radio career started in the 1970s. His show, The Rush Limbaugh Show, has been in national syndication since 1988. I will say, you know, I remember listening, because I used to be sort of a an AM radio junkie yeah. back in the day. And before he became um, sort of, I think, who most people would know him as today... He was somewhat of a different character on the radio. Okay. And I, you know, for me, I, it was not anything, his current incarnation is nothing I would generally listen to, but um, he did have the ability to draw an audience. Oh, yeah. Regardless sure. of of the topic or the method by which he spoke to people. I'm trying to be very vague. Yeah. Like, before he got super political, yeah. I think he was able to garner a much larger audience. Or, not much larger, a an equally large audience. The problem is, I think that... Um, well, the world changed. Well, and yeah, so he, he has decided a lot of to... ultra conservative views. And I think, I mean, that, would, that garnered a lot of controversy in many different arenas whether it was television radio all over the place and plenty of people and we know this i mean we know this just from other you know radio shows that have maybe in the past been carried on this very station dr laura there are people who will listen to a show because they agree with the ideology and people who will listen to a show because they do not yeah on oh, purpose. that's for sure. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, he certainly garnered a huge um, audience, whether you agreed with him or not. For sure. Because he expertly did what he was doing. It's yeah. very, very true. So, passed away um, today, Rush Limbaugh. Uh, Paris Hilton is engaged to this guy, Carter Reem. And this is another person who loves love. She loves love. Yes. So, he proposed to her on a private island on Saturday as, as after do. dating for a year. So, this got me wondering how many times has paris hilton been engaged Ooh, can we guess it's kind of hard to find the exact number but i have a list okay because some of them it's been he she's been engaged to but then there's lots of really um like long relationships so chris zilka she was engaged to mm-hmm. do you remember that guy yeah yep. they started dating in uh 2017 
He proposed in 2018. This was during their ski trip to Aspen, Colorado. Now, at the time, she said, my best friend and soulmate. Perfect for me in every way. Then mm-hmm. they split after a two-year engagement. I mean, this is what happens. You say you're in love with someone, and then you're not. Thomas Gross, <laughs> they dated for a year before ending their relationship in April of 2016. They were not engaged. River V. Perry. Do you remember okay. that? Wasn't he a model? Ibiza-born model, dated for two years. That but she one confirmed I don't remember. Their breakup in 2014. Okay, then there is, let's see, who's this guy? Oh, the DJ Afrojack. They sparked dating rumors in 2014. 20- 12 he said they never dated so i don't know but they were maybe engaged no they were just dating side oh, weights okay. they got together in 2010 but they split after a year of dating i think she's only i think this is maybe her third engagement then i was gonna say four but yes three or four doug reinhardt <laughs> they dated in 2009 benji madden she dated oh Isn't i forgot that about that funny? Uh, he, of course, is now married, married to, Cameron to Cameron Diaz. Diaz yeah. They dated for nine months in 2008. Yeah, oh, the likes- Paris, the other Paris guy. They were engaged. Remember Paris Latsis? It was yes. Paris and Paris. Yeah. Oh, and she God. looks bombed in every photo. I'm tired just listening to that this. That was a rough time of her life. And then Stavros, who I'm sure that guy was um, was inspiration for Alexis's boyfriend in Poops Creek. Don't you um, think? Totally, I did not even think of that. Stavros Niarchos, son of a Greek tycoon billionaire. They had an on and off relationship. Ended in 2007. She dated Nick Carter. This is so fun. Oh, my I know, gosh. right? Her dating history. But she loves love. She loves love. Well, Rick Solomon. I'll yeah, keep going. The Rick Solomon one was a really bad situation. That was a bad. That was the yeah. sex tape one. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Reese, thank you for that trip down memory lane. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, uh, we need somebody to play the 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. seconds. Five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 1230 right here on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And this is your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second phone today Colleen who's on the phone today Holly it's Kate we've got Kate on the line and what is Kate playing for Kate is playing for this oh she's playing for a virtual movie code to an upcoming major motion picture wow starring Robin Wright I need the name of it in front of me at the moment which I don't have it, it is called land one movie yes land. land all right timer will begin after I ask the first question you're ready to go yep Fabulous. Here we go. The Queen's Gambit is about what game? Chess. Who played the target lady on Saturday Night Live? Crystal Lake. Who created and plays the character Medea? Uh, Tyler Perry. What is the name of the purple character at McDonald's? Oh. Um, uh, I have to come back to that one. Who that one hamburger? Uh, no. Who directed oh. the movie American Graffiti? Ron Howard. No. 
Um, thank you for playing, and I'm sorry you did not win the 30-second pop culture challenge. Let's go get, uh, back and answer the ones that she did not get correct. What is the name of the purple character at McDonald's? Okay, <laughs> is that your Grimace yeah. Grimace voice? does not make that yeah, noise. Yeah, he does. Or I it. Don't I don't know what... think so. They. Fact Grimace is they, I think. You don't know. Uh, you're right, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know what. What pronouns Grimace uses. Oh, you're right. I haven't asked. However, what I don't know also is what Grimace sounds like, but I'm pretty sure it's it's not like that. Okay. Holly, can we get a... We need a ruling uh, from the pop culture. Here's how Grimace sounded in 1981. Presenting Ronald McDonald in How I Met Grimace. Oh, yeah. Tell us. Well, a long time ago, there I was, a little baby in my McBuggy. When all of a sudden, uh, oh, oh, hello, what's the do? Can't stop now. <laughs> See? <laughs> no. Do, 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 do. No. Yeah, but he actually uses words. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thanks for arguing the finer points of Grimace. Anyway, <laughs> I think we all get... You two are fun at parties. I think we all uh, learned something <laughs> today. I'm sorry, but that Grimace impression was total crap, and I am offended. Subpar Grimace impressions. I hope you feel good what about is, yourself. What is the other question that we need to answer? <laughs> Who directed the movie American Graffiti? That would be George Lucas. Yes. All right. Now that we've answered all those questions, we can move on to solve some blind items. And we do that uh, in the form of blind items. Yeah. What? They're mysteries in the form of blind items that Holly's brought for us in Are this segment. Not yet. We call Blinded by the Item. Okay, celebrity gossip mysteries to solve, not involving any characters from McDonald's. This one's confirmed, by the way. We've got three things to consider. Okay, good. This A-plus list, mostly movie actress, who's an Oscar winner slash nominee, wanted to star in a movie she's producing. When told she probably wouldn't get another Oscar nomination or win for playing essentially the same character she did when she won or was nominated for that Oscar. She handed over the role to a multiple Oscar nominee winner while our A-plus lister can still win an Oscar as a producer of the movie. Oy, oy, oy. That was a lot okay. of words. Okay, okay. A-plus list, mostly movie actress. She's an yes. award winner nominee. Uh-huh. So she's making a movie. And she's yeah. producing a movie. She's producing a movie now. She wanted to star in the movie, but she's not going to because somebody told her she wouldn't be able to win an Oscar for it. Is that like a Meryl streep Oh, oh, Bradley, that in in that you came up with the best stripper name. Meryl Strampa. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Okay, I'm gonna um, use it. Anyway. Next time I'm stripping. Meryl Strampa. <laughs> Meryl Strampa. Okay. Uh okay, so it's not a Meryl Streep. Is it like um an Angelina Jolie? No. No. Uh, this person is known for both their acting and their producing. And they're A plus, huh? Yeah. So this has got to be so obvious. And it's a lady. Oh, Jodie yeah. Foster? No. Wow, that was judgy. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Holly doesn't have time for that. She's like, mm-hmm. no. No, it's not Jodie Foster. No. God. Uh, let's see. A plus list, yes. mostly movie actress. She's oh. big in movies and TV. Oh. Oh. Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Is it like a what's her name? Did she play Hillary Clinton once in the movie Primary Colors? Emma Thompson? Yeah. 
No. Okay, with the attitude. <laughs> because it's so obvious. Callista Flockhart. Okay, stop. A plus list. If it's uh, so obvious, it has to be like yes, Meryl Streep, but not Meryl Streep. It's not Meryl Streep. This person, I'm gonna. I'll tell you, they have won an Oscar. They've won one for acting. Mm-hmm. God, she's so angry. I know. She's real mad at us because yeah. we're really not our best selves today. Hold on. Let me just go over and uh, check the Twitter machine and see if any of our Smarty Pants listeners have uh, tweeted at us. screaming at us. The answer is no. no. Now, this project was announced and it kind of went under the radar. I believe it was announced at the end of the week. However, I think it will be very interesting. <gasps> oh. And it's based. Oh, 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 oh. Is it. Um, what's her Close. name? No, the other one. Keith Urban's wife. Nicole Kidman? Yeah. But getting closer. Reese oh, with Reese spoon. and a spoon. <laughs> Holly wants to throw things at us, Brad. That's fine. Fill in the blank, please. Well, we have to figure. Well, you're. Oh, we have I'm, to do. No, just no, this will never happen, Holly. Yes, we only have. She's like, I can't. <laughs> we have with a you. finite amount of time. Reese Witherspoon wanted to star in a movie that she's producing, but when Reese Witherspoon was told she wouldn't get another Oscar for playing Peggy Lee, essentially the same character. That she won an Oscar for by playing June mm-hmm. Carter Cash. Mm. Walk the line. Yeah, and walk the line. Reese Witherspoon handed the role to Michelle Williams. Uh-huh. That way, Reese Witherspoon can still win an Oscar for producing the movie, the biopic of Peggy Lee. Aha! Uh-huh. See, I, I would have never gotten to the movie, FYI. She got married. That's Peggy Sue. Oh. <laughs> no, it was like. It was a joke. Um, and I'm thinking of Civil Shepherd. No, not Sybil Shepherd. Um, who played Peggy Sue? Not Sybil Shepherd. Kathleen Turner. Yeah. And Peggy Sue got married. I am Kathleen Turner. I'm a teenager. Can we do something else? Sure. Blinded by the item. Oh, here's another celebrity gossip mystery. Yeah, just because the paparazzi just happened to randomly show up at the same exact time you, a minus list actress and director, decided to move a mm. few boxes mm. from the home of your actor uh-huh. ex to the home of your former boy or a home of a former boy bander. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wild, wild stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. did we not say? Yeah. yeah. We're ahead of the game on this one. Yeah. He must listen to our show. Thank you, NT. I hope so. Hi. Could you put up your blind items a little earlier? Thank you. Yeah, because today we still don't have any new blind Wait, items. Is he on vacation? Like, what's he doing? I don't know. But let me fill in the blank for you. Because, yeah, the paparazzi just happened to randomly show up at the same exact time you, Olivia Wilde, decided to move a few boxes from the home of your ex, Jason Sudeikis, to the home of Harry Styles. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we knew. Yeah. I don't like to say I told you so to uh, NT Lawyer, because usually he's the one telling us so. But we were on that. Yeah, no, we were totally there. Are there any other uh are there any other remnants at the bottom of that barrel, Holly? Blinded by the item. Why not? This is that remnant. 
One named former A-list singer slash sometimes actress recently confirmed she was only allowed to leave the celebrity cult by paying them a $500,000 exit fee. Whoa. Wait, who is this? Well, the celebrity cult has to be Scientology. Scientology. One named... Oh. Uh, Wait, can you give us the stats again? Is that the one name? Uh, no, that is incorrect. Uh, this would be a former A-list singer slash sometimes actress with one name. Professionally one name. Okay. Rihanna? No. Uh, this person has been making headlines recently because one of their old movies is now streaming on Disney Plus, and people are very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before you said that, I was going to guess J-Lo, but that's dumb that's because J-Lo is kind of just a bunch of mumbo jumbo what but what you just said made me think it's brandy brandy was a scientologist i didn't even know that that's shocking well the headline is is that brandy claims she just took classes and is no longer a follower of scientology and she said that a long time ago however if you're to believe the blind item nt lawyer is saying that brandy has confirmed somehow that she was only allowed to leave scientology by paying them a half million dollar exit oh fee. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, she wouldn't be the first. But I just want to say, like, okay, that tells a story right there when people are willing to part with that kind of money to get out of a situation like Scientology. Mm-hmm. Like, that tells you a lot. That's a lot of money to part with in order to part ways with an organization. Ooh. When we come back Y'all. on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, speaking of NT Lawyer, NT Lawyer never steers us wrong. And uh, we heard a blind item from NT Lawyer a couple weeks ago that got us um, perked up thinking about what the next business venture was going to be for the Kardashians. Now we know what it is, and it is a brand of tequila. And we're going to just marinate in some tequila after this. On the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Well, hello there. And Chris Jenner is so proud of Kendall Jenner because of her new tequila brand. I know, you guys. She did a lot of hard work on this one. I mean, okay. Thank you. That is the sound of nothing. Distillery entering into a world tasting competitions anonymously and winning. (laughs) 3.5 years later, I think we've done it. Wow. And then she said, this is all we've been drinking for the last year. I I disagree. And that's kind of aggressive. Um, And I can't wait for everyone else to get their hands on this to enjoy it as much as we do. Um, Bradley, where do you want to begin? I mean, honestly, the thing that made me like roll my eyes straight out of my head mm-hmm. was that after dozens of blind taste tests, trips to our distillery, entering into world tasting competitions anonymously and winning, like they are painting this picture that Kendall Jenner is like George Clooney and started a business, a celebrity tequila business from mm-hmm. scratch. Yeah. 
And as much as I would roll my eyes at like George Clooney's, you know, like, let's throw some money and start a company. I think he's probably done a whole heck of a lot more work creating Casamigos than Kendall Jenner did creating 818. Right. It's Meaning the- it's just it's just they just slapped their name on it. Like, sure, they did some things to make it look legit, but it's kind of that Kylie Jenner, like, let me take you on a tour of my HQ video yes. experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, no, 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 you're playing. This is like you're playing house. No, this was an investment. This was a like throw some money at something. Oh, hey, uh, you know, what's an untapped brand? Uh, tequila. Okay. Also, not an untapped brand. Then, like, way to what? show up to the like celebrity liquor party late. Late, right? Then there's this video, by the way, that accompanies um, this announcement where she is sitting at a table and there are two glasses in front of her. Well, she's got one in each hand and she pensively takes a sip of one. She does a little sniff test. She does a little look, looky loo. She throws out some, like, uh, a couple adjectives to describe the bouquet. Uh, and then she takes a sip. She thinks. And then she moves over to the other one. She takes a sip. Mm. And she thinks. Yeah. And then do you know what she does? Do you know what she does? She, she says which one she likes she, better. She chooses which one she likes better. And do you know what? It's the 818. In a blind what? taste test, even, even Kendall, Kendall Jenner, Jenner can taste which tequila is her own. Wow, that's talent. Wait, what? What? <laughs> I know. That didn't make no sense. It's so, you guys, we are being played. Well, no, we're, we're not. not being played. We're not. Because we you right can only be trash. played if you show up for the game. And we're not showing up for the game because this is nonsense. It's total nonsense. How old is Kendall Jenner? 13. <laughs> no, she's not. She's 25. <laughs> she's 25 years old. I, I do like in the announcement that she made sure to point out that she didn't start working on 818 right. Tequila until she was of legal age, right, you guys, because right. she's on the up and up. Because we believe that, Ugh. right? Mm-hmm. We also, fully believe you, that. Can you please describe for me the painting that she's sitting in front of while she um, blind taste tests her tequila? Okay, hold on a second. I gotta, I gotta get a good view of it. It appears to be maybe some sort of cartoony experience that features a couple naked on a beach uh, in the small round part above her head. And then there's also just a real naked old man with his legs crossed. crossed. Yeah, I'm so confused. Also, there's pictures of like her and her tequila people, which includes Jaden. Her tequila people. Yeah, it's Jaden Smith. Yeah, I mean, she's having like a full-blown tequila party with her tequila. Um, oh, there's a picture, Bradley. Do you see the picture of, of her distillery? No. Okay, keep clicking. keep, keep clicking. Oh, you'll see it. You'll see it. You'll know which one it is. Oh, is that the one with all the tequila plants or whatever those things yeah, are called? Yeah, it's just a pile of tequila agave. plants. or Yeah, agave plants in a dilapidated building. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, like, I don't doubt that she, they threw a bunch of money at this and this, like, who knows if they actually bought a tequila distiller. I doubt it. Something tells me they, this is a cooperative arrangement where they found a producer. And that's like anybody, right? Who, who starts a celebrity based business. Like, I, I mean, you're it, yeah. generally not starting from scratch right. because of something you believe in. 
you're starting in something because you believe that it's a good investment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, it's just, who's buying this? Can I read (laughs) to you, uh, do I have time to read to you one of the hot takes from the Tequila uh, Tasting Association of America? I don't know. This is like what a critic said. Um, when they named it best, and I, I, I think, is it pronounced Añejo? Sounds good Tequila? to me. Tequila? Okay. The, and this is the, this is the take. Ah, the ever-elusive 818 Añejo, best in its class, winner of the Chairman's Trophy, receiving a near-perfect score of 96 points in the Ultimate Spirits Challenge, sharing a spot with Tequila Ocho as the greatest-tasting tequila of 2020, and yet... We don't know what it looks like, who makes it, or how to get our hands on a bottle. It's not even listed in Tequila Matchmaker, which is a sort of Wikipedia for tequila. We hope a bottle of this stuff will make its way stateside soon, but for now we'll have to defer to the other highest scoring Añejo tequilas if we want the best of the good of the aged expressions. So that's a setup. Right? Bottom line. Bottom line, by all means, if you can get your hands on a bottle, definitely do. Then yeah, slide a glass our way. Yeah, we don't know where this came from. Right? It just dropped in our lap magically. Yeah. I was born at night, but I was not born last night. But Kendall night. Jenner looks great and tastes great, too, with her new tequila. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we'll be drinking tequila. No, we won't. No, we won't. You uh, can, but... W- I'm not going to. We're oh. going to talk about uh, prank phone calls. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.